ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talk Spicy. I'm Coach Gene Clemens. Thank you for joining me wherever you are joining me. Rate the show, comment, agree, disagree, but whatever you do, keep it spicy. Five-star ratings are appreciated. And if you're joining me on the YouTube channel, you know what to do. Like, subscribe, 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 and subscribe. Come on, you know you want to do it. I remember when um, a long time ago, Notre Dame um, head coach um, that came from New England. And again, I just had this in my head and and now the name just, um, you know, oh, Charlie Weiss, excuse me. Um, Charlie Weiss, I remember the, when Charlie Weiss um, took another coach's players and was able to win a, a lot of games, a lot of games in a short amount of time at Notre Dame. And they gifted him with this, I believe it was a 10-year contract extension. And I remember even back then, I was like, what the heck? Like, why would you give this dude who's clearly winning with the players that another coach recruited a 10-year extension without seeing him win with his own kids? And of course, you know how that ended. Um, Charlie Weiss was not a good head coach, um, was not built for the head coaching game, is not, has not, will never be a good recruiter of talent, and quite honestly, isn't very good at evaluating talent. Because some of the guys that he brought in um, as the head coach there and in other places, they just weren't that great. But he was given a 10-year contract, and I don't remember anybody batting an eye at it. I don't remember there being so much backlash. I don't even remember people, like, making fun of the move when it was done until after it was over. And then people retroactively look back at it. This is the time of year. It's the most wonderful time of year for some. It's one of the worst times of year for other coaches. See, because here's what happens. When a coach gets fired from a job, yes, he collects a pretty big check normally. If his buyout is whatever. Check that's, I mean, for you and I would be generational money if we spent it correctly. It's generational money for them. You know, um, these coaches that are getting fired don't necessarily, some of them don't ever necessarily have to work again at so much money we're talking about. But once that coach gets fired, now every big name coach or every coach at a big school, every coach that's winning a lot, their name gets bountied about for different jobs. And I always think it's interesting because most of those coaches have zero desire to go to that program because they understand the pressure that comes with that program. If you don't win at LSU in two to three years, you're getting fired. How do I know? They just fired a guy who won a national championship two years ago. That's how. So if you're not getting the job done in three years at LSU, 
They're getting you out of there. You're not getting the job done at three years at Florida. They're getting you out of there. You know how I know? They just got rid of a coach who had double digit wins in his first two seasons, eight wins in his third season, and is having a bad year this year. And they said, peace out, homie. So these coaches at these other programs, they don't want to go to Florida. They don't want to go to LSU, but they want Florida and LSU money. So what do they do? Hey, float my name out there. What does the media do? Yes, we'll put your name out there because we're a sucker for a good story as well. We want to have juice. There's something to do, right? No. Those coaches are then going to go back and say, hey, Mr. Athletic Director, President, Chancellor, whatever it might be of my school, this big name, top of the line, historically great university wants me to be the coach. I'd rather stay here, make me an offer. And so comes the annual ritual of coaches getting contract extensions a year, two years, three years, four years, five years, whatever, added on to a contract that they most likely will never see the end of because at some point they're going to get fired or they're going to leave. Rarely do you see the coach that just retires from a program, especially today. Rarely do you see the coach that just retires. Usually they're leaving, they're getting fired. It's one of the two. So we get to watch all of these coaches get contract extensions. And that's great. They deserve to maximize their their potential. When they're hot, you got to strike while the iron's hot. We've seen coaches not strike while the iron's hot. And then the iron got really, really cold. See Dino Babers. Things are going great. Syracuse, he has Syracuse rolling. Are you ever going to win big at Syracuse again? Probably not. He didn't jump, maybe. Maybe he didn't jump. Maybe he didn't have the opportunity to jump. I'm not really sure. At Syracuse to a another upper echelon program. And now he's just holding on at Syracuse. He's doing a good job. And, and I guess that's great because maybe at Syracuse they're their goal isn't a national championship. Maybe it's not even an ACC championship. Maybe they just want a program they can be proud of and a program that's competitive. And if that's the case, great. So we're seeing these contracts and these coaches maximizing their money and it's great. No, no shade at all. But it's weird, right? Because this weekend, this past weekend, um, the University of Michigan got waxed by um, Ohio State. They didn't get beat. They got waxed. There's no other way of saying it. And when they, when they lost, people started coming at Mel Tucker as if he was out there tackling and passing and catching and blocking. Man, they had so much vitriol for Mel Tucker. You know why? 
Because Mel Tucker signed the contract extension. It's because he signed the contract extension to stay at, at, at Michigan. They said that the, the offer was a 10-year, $95 million extension that would make him the second highest coach, highest paid coach in football behind Nick Saban. That's huge at Michigan State. It's huge. We know they have the, the money. We know that they have the money because they're Michigan State. I mean, they're a Big Ten school. Big Ten Network's very um, profitable for every school in the Big Ten. But rarely have you ever seen black coaches get this type of money. I thought it was really strange that all of a sudden people went out of their way to really like clown Mel Tucker for the loss. Not to clown Michigan State football for the loss, but to specifically clown Mel Tucker for the loss. To try to make it seem as if Michigan spent their money wrong. To try to make it seem as if Mel Tucker wasn't being courted by all of the major high-level programs in the nation. One game, that's all it took for them to start scrutinizing the money. Steve Sarkeesian took over at Texas. They paid him all the money in the world. Took them, took them quite a few games before they started going, man, I don't know about this Steve Sarkeesian. Jimbo Fisher's been down at Texas A&M stealing money for how many years now? How many conference titles do they have at Texas A&M? How many times have they made the college football playoff? You don't pay somebody $100 million to not get you a conference title. You don't pay somebody $100 million to not get you to the college football playoff. That's what Jimbo Fisher's done. Nothing. And not a peep. People aren't clowning him or clowning him when they get beat by teams they have no business losing to because the money that they generated at school says we should be able to beat all of the teams beneath these three or these four. But we should be duking it out with them. They've got just as much money as Alabama. they got just as much money as Georgia. Texas A&M is sitting on bread. They're selling out that stadium. There's 100 million people in that stadium every week. You do the math on it. You do the math on it. And tell me that, and tell me that they, they're not on the same level when it comes to the money. They all revenue share the SEC money. Come on. But nobody said anything about Jimbo Fisher, right? That's okay, I digress. It was just announced that James Franklin, a black man, I know it might be, you know, it might, you know, catch some of y'all off guard, but yes, a black man. James Franklin gets a contract extension, 10 years with Penn State. James Franklin, who's done a great job at Penn State. 
James Franklin, who has brought back respectability to a program that was marred in the worst scandal outside of what happened with the gymnast, which I don't even really know if it was specifically attached to a college, but outside of that, the worst scandal in college football. A scandal that, uh, that, in my opinion, ultimately killed the coach, like killed his legacy, broke his heart. Now he's no longer with us. I look at these things and it's not surprising to me because James Franklin brought a, brought a program back from death. Have they won a national title? No. Have they been in national prominence? Yes. Has he done a good job? Yes. Has he recruited quarterbacks well? No. No, not really. But, but, when have they ever? When has Penn State ever had elite level quarterback play? Ever. And now with the transfer portal, does he really have to recruit one out of high school? He can find one that's just that's just caught in a in a in a in a in a situation where there's too many quarterbacks. Just go down to Georgia, see which one of those quarterbacks not going to play because there's a, a quarterback winning too much in front of him, and go get that guy. I digress. My point is, is that people started banging on this contract extension from this black man immediately. Yet nobody said anything. Liberty just gave Hugh Freeze a contract extension. And Hugh Freeze just had his worst year at Liberty. He is getting $4 million and I'm not pocket watching. Congratulations. But he's getting $4 million a year at Liberty? He's getting good mid-level to upper mid-level FBS money at Liberty. Nobody's saying a word. No, no scrutiny, no criticism. What has he won? Nothing. What has he done? Nothing. James Franklin had Vanderbilt re relevant. James Franklin had Vanderbilt relevant. You probably don't even remember that Vanderbilt has a football team at this point. James Franklin had Vanderbilt relevant. And yet, and yet, he was bad doing, but not, hmm, why is that? Two black men get contracts contract extensions that we've only ever seen white coaches get. We've only ever seen this from white head coaches. At the college level, at the pro level, we've only seen it from white head coaches. And both of those coaches immediately get scrutinized. I'm not here to make everything race baiting, but um, ladies and gentlemen, in case you haven't noticed, I'm a black man 
and my name is Coach Gene Clemens. So this resonates. This resonates. It trickles down to me because it affects me directly. How many black coaches at at the at the at the high level of whatever level they're at? Um whether it would be a, a club team, whether it would be a high school team, I'm talking football, college or pro, how many black men are at the upper echelon when it comes to pay? Right now, Mel Tucker, and I have to assume I haven't seen the details of the contract, but a 10-year deal is pretty significant. And I'm pretty sure that James Franklin could have taken that LSU or that Florida job if he wanted it. 10 years, I'm assuming he must be in that upper echelon as well. And to me, there's applause there because that means there's progress there. Isn't that what we're trying to get to, the point where we don't think about color when these things happen? Well, the only way we're not gonna think about color is if you make them commonplace. Number one, hire more black coaches. That'd be great, because there's not a lot of them. Number two, once you hire them, pay them like you pay the white guys. It's really simple. Kirby Smart has won nothing at Georgia of significance. Nothing. Think an SEC title is what they brought Kirby Smart to Georgia to win? You smoking crack. Kirby Smart doesn't win a national championship. It is a bust. Period, end, do not pass, go, do not collect $200. If Kirby Smart does not win a national championship, it's a bust. They're paying him like he's Nick Saban. If Jimbo Fisher doesn't win a national championship, it's a bust. They're paying him like he's Nick Saban. We could go down the line. We can go down the line. You know what? If, if Dabo Sweeney doesn't win another championship, eventually they're going to get him out of there. Why? Because they're paying him like a guy who is supposed to win national championships. They're paying him like Nick Saban. And ladies and gentlemen, if Nick Saban starts all of a sudden not winning championships, guess what? They're getting him out the paint too. So when these other guys are getting this Nick Saban money, but not winning championships, shouldn't guys that look like me get the same thing when they do a great job? Absolutely. Absolutely they should. What are we talking about here? Yet all I keep seeing pop up in the Twitterverse is criticisms and ridicules and mockings. Not one of you have ridiculed or criticized the mock Jimbo Fisher. 
at least not on my timeline. And I follow people who follow sports religiously. People follow me, follow sports religiously. I'm not here for the random, for the random follows. I'm not here for the, I'm not here for the everybody in the world follow me so I can have 10,000 Twitter followers. That would be great. It would be great to have 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 Twitter followers. Cool. It's great to have 100,000 followers. If they're actually engaged and they bring something to the table, I don't want you to just follow me just to never listen or 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 or, or, or be engaged. That's no fun. I want engaged people. So the people that I follow and the people that follow me, they do sports. So it's not like I'm just seeing somebody that's ill-informed. These are informed people who are ridiculing and making fun of, but haven't said a word about. We know that the jokes will eventually come, but why do they come so fast for my people? Why do they come so fast for the guys that look like me? I ain't mad, I'm just asking the question. And I'm sorry, but I won't just be quiet on it just because you get tired of hearing about race. You want you want you want me to stop talking about race stuff? Stop doing stuff that makes me talk about race stuff. Like ridiculing black coaches when they get when they get contract extensions on the level of their white contemporaries. Period in. I want to be valued that way. Right? I want to be valued that way. I don't as a as a as a high school coach and if I ever go back into the college ranks, I want to be valued that way. I don't want to make peanuts just cuz somebody says that I should be thankful to have the job. No. I want to be valued the same way that these other coaches are being valued. I bring something to the table. It's not just how much I care about the kids and my intellect and, and, and my football acumen. It's my ability to bring whatever. Like I, I bring that value. I want to be paid for that value. The same way Mel Tucker wanted to be paid for that value. And the same way James Franklin wanted to be paid for that value. The same way Hugh Freeze got paid for that value. In the same way Jimbo Fisher and Kirby Smart and so on and so forth and so go down on a list of, 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 of coaches who are all getting paid ridiculous amounts of money to coach football in college that are not being ridiculed when they lose. They're not. When Ohio State got beat by, by, by Oregon at home, and it wasn't really a close game. They just got dominated by Oregon at home. Nobody ridiculed Day. Nobody said, oh my gosh, what is Ohio State doing with Jason Day? Ladies and gentlemen, he hasn't won anything. Ohio State is not Big Ten championships. Ohio State is national championships. And if you're not winning a national championship, you're not getting it done. I don't understand. Guess what? Mel Tucker, because he's getting this money, James Franklin, because he's getting this money, they should be held to that standard as well now. Right? They should also be allowed to exist in a world where they get a chance to prove they're worth that money. 
and not be ridiculed a week after or a day after or 15 minutes after signing the contract because that's ridiculous. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Talk Spicy. I'm Coach Gene Clemens. Thank you for joining me. Rate the show, comment, agree, disagree, but whatever you do, keep it spicy. Five-star ratings are appreciated. If you're joining me on the YouTube channel, you know what to do. Tomorrow, I will be here bright and early for a little bit of Thanksgiving session. So come make sure you join me tomorrow. Make sure you check it out. Until next time, peace.